Welcome to the Hindu's Parley podcast. I'm your host Arundeep. Over the past few years, we have seen a growing number of situations where the government shuts down the internet to control the law and order situation in various parts of the country. We have had the longest mobile internet shutdown in the world in Jammu and Kashmir following the abrogation of Article 370 of the Constitution and currently the weeks long communications restrictions in place in the state of Manipur. Between 2016 and 2022, 60% of the world's internet shutdowns took place in India. In this context, to discuss the necessity of internet shutdowns and whether they are succeeding in maintaining public order, what impact these shutdowns have overall, we have with us Radhika Jhalani, counsel with the Software Freedom Law Center in New Delhi, and Dr. Karnika Seth, founding partner of Seth Associates and a cyber lawyer uh, practicing at the Supreme Court. Uh, Ms. Jhalani, Dr. Seth, thank you very much for joining us for this week's parley. Thanks, Arun. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here too. Uh, India has more internet shutdowns than practically any country in the world. Uh, Ms. Jhalani, let's start with you. Why do state and district administrations take recourse to internet shutdowns and why do they do it so frequently? Right. Uh, thanks, Arun, for the question. Uh, the internet shutdowns tracker that's maintained by SFLC.in currently records the number of shutdowns at 738 since 2012. In 2023 itself, we're at 46, right? I mean, there are a number of reasons why, you know, internet shutdowns are imposed. Some of them are, uh, I mean, for, I, I would say around 40 to 50 percent of them are, uh, you know, done in so far. The official reason is communal tensions. Uh, some of them are done during protests. Then there is around, there's a good majority of them, which is also done to prevent cheating examinations, etc., etc. A lot of them happen because there are religious processions taking place. It's also important to understand that shutdowns are divided uh, into two categories. Generally, it's one is a preventive shutdown, which happens, you know, before an event has taken place. For example, if there is a sorry a communal riot uh, that is anticipated because there was a video circulating. For example, the one that happened in Udaipur after the beheading of the two tailors. That's a preventive shutdown. Something that happens after an event has taken place is a reactive shutdown, right? But it's generally like the easiest way to control uh, escalating law and order situation. Dr. Seth, would you like to take a stab at that as well? Uh, yes, um, I understand that, you know, there have been um, almost uh, 84 uh, shutdowns in 2022 as per uh, the statistics known to us, uh, you know, in India itself. And if we look at the overall uh, statistics, more than 700 or probably 800 shutdowns across, uh, you know, uh, the statistics or globally even have been indicated. So uh, we, we see that a lot of shutdowns occur, yes, to prevent uh, any kind of communication or any kind of civil war or other kinds of riots or, or situations of unrest. And that's mainly in order to uh, avoid any kind of violence or any kind of hatred uh, among different communities or people. So that is something which was uh, which is necessary in certain situations. Uh, 
However, it needs to be again proportionate. We'll come to that. But uh, overall, if you see Indian statistics, they are definitely uh, larger than uh, what we have in terms of other other countries. We see, for example, in Ukraine, there were about 20 uh, shutdowns. And uh, if you compare that with India, certainly there's a little higher number because of various reasons. We'll be discussing the same. That's what uh, I want to say initially. Uh, it's either preventive or it is uh, reactive as in you know in order to avoid further accentuation or further i would say uh, worsening of a situation which uh, requires law and order situation to be controlled understood and dr said i'll come back to you on proportionality now you said that of course when these restrictions are put in place they have to be proportionate however you uh, the subtext to that is of course there is some uh, justification to try and prevent the rapid spread of misinformation or provocative content in testy times in uh, states that these shutdowns are imposed in. So on proportionality, how can the interests of people who are reliant on the internet be best balanced with maintaining law and order? Yes, very pertinent question indeed, Darun, because uh, I, I understand, you know, we, we see even uh, the Convention on Human Rights or in fact, Indian Constitution, our Article 19, uh, we have freedom of you know, speech as well as freedom of profession in Article 19. And then 21, that is uh, Article 21, life and fundamental right to life and liberty. Uh, that also encompasses now and includes the right to education, uh, and and the right to uh, you know exercise your uh, freedom of access to internet. And having said that, even the Apex Court has held the Supreme Court of India has held in various decisions, including the Anuradha Basin case or the uh, the Fahima case, you know, uh, where it's very very clearly put, put and held that. This access to internet has to be uh, preserved. This this fundamental right of people needs to be respected only in situations which require exceptional control uh, and uh, you know surveillance or rather a complete shutdown instead of just a blocking. Uh, should this be exercised, it needs to be temporary. It needs to be limited in scope, uh, lawful wherever necessary. And also proportionate. That's what the you know decisions have indicated, and very clearly uh, we understand Article uh, you know we see fundamental rights. Uh, Article nineteen two, for instance, uh, explains the reasonable restrictions ought to be levied wherever it's necessary. So it's not it's and those grounds are very serious. If you see the grounds, they have to be in case there is a threat to the na- nation, the national sovereignty, integrity, defense of India. Uh, or, uh, you know, to avoid a, any kind of uh, incitement to commission of a cognizable offence. And only in such situations, uh, this right can be restricted uh, by the government. So th- that that's quite clear as per the rulings of the Honourable Supreme Court of India. Thank you, Dr. Seth. And uh, Ms. Chalani, you, uh, to you, what does proportionality mean when imposing communications restrictions at the scale of an internet shutdown? Proportionality definitely means not shutting down internet to prevent cheating in exams, right? Because, I mean, there and cheating is a, you can't solve uh, societal problems, problems that are large by, you know, plucking the lowest hanging fruit, right? I agree that uh, we don't have an absolute right to freedom of speech and expression, but there, I mean, but internet shutdowns cannot 
happen you know for very frivolous reasons which we're seeing on an everyday basis now right there's uh, rajasthan has reet exam so we'll cut off internet west bengal has madhyamik pariksha so we'll cut off internet there right these are not the reasons that uh, you know internet shutdowns can be imposed for we have filed a challenge in the supreme court of india uh, you know challenging internet shutdowns imposed to prevent cheating in exams and uh, you know we really hope that a better definition of proportionality you know comes through that judgment understood so let's move on to the checks and balances dr seth you had mentioned the anuradha basin judgment and could you just give us a picture of the judicially imposed and the legislatively imposed restrictions on when a shutdown can or cannot occur uh as i said before the shutdowns are only lawful uh, where there are you know uh, necessity of imposing such shutdowns first of all and it needs to be temporary it has to be only limited in scope and uh, when we say proportionate the intensity of shutdown for example it has to be only region based or it has to be completely uh, internet shutdown uh, across a particular state or more states uh, depending on the law and order situation and the necessity the reason for the same according to that the uh, you know proportionality can be judged whether it is really necessary and to what extent and to for which geographical area and for what time limit and if you if you would look at the rules the the way the law uh, is you know i did touch on the constitutionality part of it but uh, if we see the current law we have the it act in place now in the it act uh, similar situations like 19 under article 192 wherever there is threat to inter, you know net national sovereignty or integrity or defense such situations of serious nature or grave nature call for blocking so accordingly we have those blocking guidelines likewise in the telegraph act we have you know section 7 and uh, various rules like the temporary suspension uh, of telecom services public emergency and public safety rules now those rules also look into and take into account you know uh, these checks and balances like you asked us you know so so when we say who is the right person who's the right official or the authority to grant that kind of a direct or that direct that kind of uh, shutdown the home secretary is the uh, you know concerned official who look into this and make a final decision or a call a review of the same happens with a committee within 5 days and the at most this could operate for say about 15 days that is the you know timeline given even in the current laws and uh, our rules and you know there were earlier shutdowns also permissible under section 144 of the crpc now having said that we do have the law in place we know the parameters the the circumstances and the grounds on which on on basis of which a shutdown is permissible we have the decisions from the supreme court of india however uh, the nitty gritties of the same when we say like you know radhika was mentioning that for cheating or for exams uh, you know to prevent cheating in exams is not uh, you know a ground should not be a ground or proportionality has to be looked into whether it's first first of all lawful and necessary or uh, not 
definitely these are pertinent questions for the uh, you know the court to decide however uh, you know since the matter subject is it is up, after all uh, up to up to the court to decide however i must uh, in my personal view i am of the view that uh, a weighing of balancing uh, of the scales is very very uh, you know should be very very uh, dexterously done because uh, the situations can be very varied so uh, a general protocol or a general uh, you know benchmark may not work for a particular situation however one can identify like these grounds uh, and the checks and balances in the rules one can still clarify the area whether a particular you know um, ground is available for interpretation and fits into that ground as a justifiable cause so that is something which comes in the interpretation area so that's something which uh, will need a, a complete thorough view and that's why the secretary of home has been given this power uh, to decide and the review happens with the committee because this needs to be a balanced view keeping in mind the law and the applicable uh, rules in place and wherever necessary and if in case of challenge this would be then uh, decided by the appropriate courts or the concerned courts here in the case, in this case uh, like the case filed with the supreme court of india so that's how uh, i view the situation but yes there needs to be more transparency more clarity on the protocols and how the interpretation would be which can come clearly through case law as well thank you dr seth ms jalani uh, could you talk this is the same question however could you talk a little bit about the temporary interim rules on the one hand and whether you feel that outside of shutdowns for examinations whether the protracted shutdown in jammu and kashmir or the ongoing shutdown in uh, the state of manipur conform to those guidelines right uh, thanks arun so uh, as uh, dr kanika uh, very well explained on how what are the sort of the rules around and the judicial processes around uh, the way the shutdowns are governed let me actually talk to you a little bit about the ground reality right um, as a civil society organization we are uh, we call ourselves the defenders of your digital freedom and we oppose shutdowns of all kinds whether they you know just a social media blockade or a complete blockade especially because a lot of them do not follow due process dr kanika mentioned how there's a you know there's a home secretary uh, you know who ush is uh, you know sort of given the authority to impose a shutdown uh that is correct it is also that nobody below the rules um, categorically state that nobody below the level of joint secretary can impose a shutdown unfortunately that is not what happens a lot of time district magistrates uh you know dms and we have challenged them in our petitions uh you know end up imposing blanket shutdowns there is a order which is passed by state of rajasthan uh which we you know we got after as a response to a right to information application which gave blanket powers to the dm to impose shutdowns whenever they deem necessary right we really have to understand here that you know when you are imposing an internet shutdown you are essentially curbing a fundamental right right students can't go to you know can't download their online material people who need telemedicine can't do it so many of us actually most of us work online we're recording this podcast online right so the minute that there is an internet shutdown we can't do all of that we can't study we can't eat 
सो मेनी ऑफ डिलीवरी सर्विसेज आर ओ टी पी बेस्ड एंड दे नीड इंटरनेट टू कम एंड ऑल ऑफ दीज एंड वेन वी आर हैविंग वेन देर आर दिस सो मच एट स्टेक यू ऑट टू बी एक्सट्रीमली केयरफुल वाइल इम्पोजिंग इन इंटरनेट शटडाउन the rule five of the temporary uh, suspension of telegraph of telecom services rules says that there has to be a review committee which uh, has to be has to essentially be formed within five working days of an issue of a suspension of services most of the times when you try to get like orders to understand uh, you know how a review committee is working if there are minutes of the meeting most of these applications are denied right so which means we don't know if a review committee has met we don't know if it's you know if the shutdown is justified a fair or not we don't know any of this right so a lot of these and uh, according to anuradha basin judgment so if you're cutting off somebody's internet you ought to at least inform them so many times there is no public information about a shutdown out there it's a ve- after an another basin judgment thankfully shutdowns have only started occurring under the suspension rules as opposed to section 144 uh, which is a good thing but there's a lot of guidelines uh, you know that the judgment laid out that are not uh, being adhered to by the state for example there is uh, you know there is still uh, no publication of orders or there are very few orders that you can actually find in the public domain right uh, coming to uh, kashmir and jammu and kashmir and coming to uh, manipur Jammu and Kashmir had 552 days of no to low internet right there was a point in january you know of i think 2021 after almost like spending a year without internet um, during the pandemic and otherwise uh, they said that we're going to whitelist some websites and we're going to you know let you access a couple of websites on 2g service which is a very impractical solution because half of your websites don't load on 2g the second is that if there are whitelisted websites then uh, you know it's a it's a big problem if uh, you know if, for example you want to access icici.com right and that will be whitelisted but icici.com/account deposit or something will not work so it's quite a frivolous exercise and people can always use vpns to get over it something similar has um, um, is now happening in manipur i think we're over 60 days of a complete internet shutdown there uh, which i must say is must be a very very hard ordeal uh, you know for the citizens in that uh, place what's happened there is there was a manipur high court judgment uh, sorry an order which has come which is uh, asking the telecom services to look at the fact if certain people can be whitelisted basically like so um if i am whitelisted and you're not i get internet and you don't and if some so except social media all other websites can be uh, you know unblocked sort of which is also again not a very feasible solution in my opinion because vpns are there and there's, there's just a lot of things that you can do and again social media is also an important integral part of you know even right to profession right to freedom of speech and expression so um this is uh, where we are at right now thank you ms dalani uh i my next question is about the impact of uh, these shutdowns you uh, ms dalani you have already spoken a fair bit about how these shutdowns impact things like education things like communication and just the general day to day business of transacting online uh, dr said would you like to add to any of uh, these reflections on what uh, shutdown 
can do, especially when it is in place for a long time. Yes, uh, as I said, uh, it is uh, access to internet is a fundamental right, and uh, you know under our Indian constitution also now. So when we look at the situations which require this, uh, you know, serious step to be taken or this kind of an urgent action, it has to be in public interest. So whenever uh, there is a grave situation like a communal riot or uh, you know a civil war or a, a, a terrorist attack uh, you know on a particular area or something which which disturbs the law and order situation to this extent that an internet shutdown is necessary, especially if there is a lot of fake news circulating on social media, and that can play havoc with the you know the public and the people who stay in that area. So over. In such situations over there, then it's necessary. You know, you can't say that, you know, you have to weigh and balance out the scales. And when you do that, you realize that, you know, you have to protect people. That's the that's the first and foremost, you know, interest of a state at that particular point of time. So if that is really called for, only then that dire step needs to be taken. That, that should be appreciated. And uh, I, I also understand, on the other hand, there are certain services which we are, we are heavily banking on internet for, uh, even telemedicine or, for that matter of fact, education or your profession. A lot of uh, businesses or even, um, you know, uh, people's livelihood depend on internet today. So understanding that that peculiarity of what age we are in the tech age and, uh, you know, in, in this kind of... Uh, decade that we are in, we, we understand the sensitivity and therefore some solution needs to be carved out for such situations. For example, there could be certain uh, services which may not be banned from access if possible because, uh, you know, certain blocking of websites could occur instead of a complete shutdown and certain services, especially healthcare or education, uh, could remain accessible. Uh, VPNs could be blo- uh, blocked. For, in- for instance, in certain situations, it has happened that VPNs are not allowed. But over over a period of time, we have understood that technology you cannot, curb, you know, something like VPN. Uh, people very freely use today. So, and that also is a facet of your uh, right to privacy. So that that is in picture. However, in certain sectors, especially government sector, you know, there have been guidelines where VPN is not allowed, for instance, and uh, official email IDs are used uh, for any communication. So keeping the sensitivity in mind, one can take a call on that. But uh, having said that, I am definitely of a firm view that there should be certain services which one can still cater to, you know, especially healthcare and education because a lot gets affected, you know, unless there's a pandemic situation where, uh, you know, I mean, we've, we've seen the pandemic, how internet has been a boon rather than a bane. But uh, yes, I do understand that. And I agree that there are certain situations, especially communal rights and other, uh, you know, situations where complete shutdown may be absolutely inevitable and necessary. Thank you, Dr. Said. Ms. Jhalani, would you like to add anything on the impact or... Uh, I honestly, if I had like the entire duration of the podcast, I would just talk about the impact because I really think that it's understudied. I think that if we start reading about the impact of shutdowns, we would not impose them, right? For example, we just we got a story as part of our voices project which said, um, and I'm reading this uh, verbatim. As a youth looking for jobs, I highly depend on internet for recruitment notices and applications. 
evidentiary videos images could not be shared to the concerned authorities or the media for businesses like my cousin who runs a mini atm his business is non functional now as he cannot either transfer money to other bank accounts or receive money from other accounts the news reporter had difficulty sending their footage to the stations or being live on the location of interest many students taking online classes are now absent and wasting their advance payment of fees this is something that we just recently got from maripur and you know like this is not even like a percentage of what we hear on an everyday basis on the impact of shutdowns people lose out on scholarships of years of study there are so many peculiar stories that come out every day again we are in largely informal economies so it's really hard to calculate the exact economic cost of what a shutdown does but i really think that if we actually like paid attention to the impact we would um look for alternatives to shutdowns because i really think it's about time that we do thank you ms jhalani and thank you dr said this has been this week's the hindus parley on the necessity for internet shutdowns